Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment Podcast. This is Annie Wagner, your host. Thank you so much for being here, for tuning in, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with your friends and family. It means the world to me. If you are interested in being a guest, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. You can find me at anniewagoner.com or on Instagram at cornourishment. So today we have episode 55 and I had such a wonderful time interviewing Sarah LaCourse. She is a certified personal trainer and sports nutritionist who offers strength training and nutrition coaching for endurance and adventure-loving humans, as well as those dealing with chronic illness, pain, and body image challenges. In this episode, Sarah shares about transitions, moving north, her love of the outdoors and hiking, doing multiple rounds of the 4,000-footers in New Hampshire, and how the mountains have changed her life. Sarah opens up about the birth of her business, celebrating small wins, being a competitive jump roper when she was younger, her battle with anorexia, and how movement, especially hiking and being in the woods, enhanced her recovery process and fed her soul. We also chat about inner child work, feeling safe in our bodies and with our feelings, playfulness, kitchen dance parties, her light up hula hoop, her podcast, curiosity, her go-to trail food, becoming an eating disorder recovery coach, and all that is unfolding for her. Enjoy listening to the richness in this episode and experiencing Sarah's energy, her passion, and heart. And stay tuned as we also talked about recording another episode sometime in the future and doing a deep dive all about endometriosis and Sarah's personal journey with it. If you're interested in connecting with her, please reach out to her, um, find her podcast at her website, sarahlacourse.com. So glad you are here. Me too. This is so exciting. And that we get to do this in person, Sarah. It's such a gift. Yes. Like, I feel like I know you through the Instagram world, and um, and yet having you sit across from me is just such a gift. So yeah. it's an in real life. In real life. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what is nourishing and lighting you up these days? Um, so I've got a move coming up, which I'm really excited about, and that is definitely kind of nourishing my soul on a level to be able to be back further into the mountains, if you will, and in a little bit more of a quiet spot. And then really any outside time that I can get at this point is so helpful because as you know, I'm a big hiker, but it's taken a little bit of the back burner right now, just with the moving process and it's tax season and recertification season and just so many other areas that need attention. So any outside time is definitely a little extra nourishing to my soul at the moment. Tell listeners to Sarah that where you are, because I know, but um, I'm like closing my eyes and visualizing. I'd love for you, you to share. Yeah. So currently I live in Madison, which when I first moved there in 2019, all of my friends were like, 
Wisconsin? <laughs> and I was like, no, actually, there's a Madison, New Hampshire. It's just south of Conway. And then I'm currently moving or in the process of moving up to Glen. So I've lived in Madison since October of 2019, which previously I had was born and raised in Newmarket. And then now I am working my way to Glen, which is about a half hour north of Madison. So one of my aunts was saying, I'm slowly working my way to Canada. I know. I was about to say, you're inching your way up further. Slowly going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you are not one of those people who is afraid of the cold and the snow. No. Although I do not like pants and I love (laughs) shorts. So I'm definitely looking forward to the warmer weather. But I hike year round and do some Nordic skiing and snowboarding. So try to get outside in the winter, get that vitamin D, yeah. sunshine. But if you had, okay, if you had a day right now, like let's say tomorrow, no plans, no logistic craziness, could you anything outside, what would you choose to do? It depends on the conditions because it's winter. So if like Nordic skiing is really good, then maybe that. But I feel like lately it's been so warm that it gets really sticky. Mm-hmm. So probably go hiking. I think that's my my primary um, choice of activity outside. Yeah. And do you have a favorite mountain right now that you're called to? Not really. I mean, I've done multiple rounds of the 4,000 footers. So I have different favorites kind of in different seasons. I really love the Southern Presidentials year round. So Mount Eisenhower, Mount Pierce, and Mount Jackson. Mount Jackson was actually my favorite first 4,000 footer ever in 2015 where I had, I had no idea what they were. I just was up there. My parents had a timeshare at Atatash at the time and a friend and I were up and wanted to go hiking and found that one. And we're like, that sounds good. Let's go do it. <laughs> Let's go do that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. So 2015 was when your soul awoke to the mountains. Yes. Didn't really do much hiking after that one. I mean, I grew up um, going up north to Atatash. They had a timeshare, like I mentioned. Um, We went up once or twice a year for a week. And then I also grew up camping. Um, My parents now do full-time RV life. So I think I've just been following their lifestyle slowly. Um, But yeah, so I grew up kind of outside and getting outdoors and doing small little hikes. And then that hike in 2015 was great and I loved it. And at that time I was still an undergraduate and working. So I didn't have a lot of available time to go up to the mountains. And then in 2016, um, a friend of mine, Amy, who I was babysitting for at the time was like, Hey, would you like to come hike Liberty and Flume? I was like, well, she's probably double my age. So I could hang for nine miles. And that's when it, like I got bit by the bug and it was every weekend thereafter. So really, yeah, I had a friend who was working on the 48, which I still at that time had no idea what they were. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept hiking with her. And then I learned what the 48 were. And I just remember at the beginning being like, there's no way I'll ever finish these. Some of them are 20 miles. (laughs) And my life is just so different now. So that is it's incredible. And then you've said you've done them multiple times and then through all the seasons. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, that is amazing. It's definitely, I say to Amy often, like, you literally changed my life Mm. by bringing me on that one hike. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. What was the hardest, you know, my my brain from my own outdoor experiences and just like, you know, movement, athletic stuff. um, Of course, I think mindset and the mental toughness, but also like in your body, like what what did you feel the most that um, was most challenging initially that you're so like, you can look back on and be like, hell yeah, I did that. And look where I am now. I don't know. I mean, so I've been active 
my entire life. Um, I grew up competing in jump rope with extreme air, which I, I think is still in existence. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, and then I got into lifting weights when I was like 16. So I'd always been active. So it wasn't really the athletic component of hiking, if you will, or that like physical um, exertion. It was more, I think, not really knowing what I was doing, but in a way that's kind of a gift too in the beginning, as <laughs> long as you're with somebody that does know, because you get to be really naive to all of these things. Like I'll look back now and just kind of chuckle at myself in my <laughs> earlier hiking years. Like the, from the equipment and the shoes yes. to like, yeah, the fuel, the nutrition, like yeah. all the things. All of these things. Yeah. 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 But you know, you don't know that in the beginning and that's fine. I think that's a beautiful part of the process. Yeah. And now what I love, Sarah, is witnessing you coaching um, people around like, like trail empowerment and you're literally doing strength training and nutrition for people who are lovers of the outdoors and movement. Um, can you expand more on when, when you birthed your business in this way? Yeah. So I became a certified personal trainer in 2015 and kind of dabbled in that on the seacoast doing some one-on-one -on -one personal training. And then I started my business in August of 2019. So 2019 was a, a year between graduating <laughs> from University of New Hampshire and then moving north and starting my business and, then and turning 26, hit. which is like, you yeah. know, insurance and all of that. And then COVID hit oh like five gosh. months later. Yeah. So that was a year. Um, but yeah, so I started my business in fall of 2019. And at that point, I was doing strength coaching for mountain endurance athletes and enthusiasts. And then I got my sports nutrition certification in 2021, I think. Yeah. And so, it's like a time warp, right? I, so, I feel like the especially the last two years, years yeah. I'm like, no, it wasn't 2020. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was 21. Yeah, but it might have been 2020. Who knows? Yeah, it's been a couple of years. So, yeah, I work with I would say mountain endurance athletes and enthusiasts because not everybody identifies themselves as an athlete, and I want to hold space for that. And working with folks with strength training to help them stay strong on trail, and then also sports nutrition. So we're hopefully preventing bonking or really addressing why that's occurring because that is pretty common, especially with um, hiking and like this longer distance hiking. Yeah, definitely. So. And then meeting, as you said, like everyone kind of where they're at, whether mm -hmm. they identify as an athlete or more of an enthusiast. Um, can you give an example of like how you help kind of break that down and tease that out for someone um, to figure out like, you know, or I guess we have to give an example of like a hike, right? Or an endurance training that they're doing. But let's say someone is setting out to do, start to do the 4,000 butters and mm -hmm. like um, they have like a 20 mile hike coming up. How do you help them also figure out for their body and for what they need? Yeah. So first, like when I start working with somebody, I send them in probably obnoxiously long questionnaire to really get a comprehensive <laughs> picture of like them as a human. I love it. And then we'll meet for a Zoom call or even in person if they live up north um, and just kind of chat about their background, their athletic background, like their lifestyle, see what actually makes sense for them in terms of like a training volume and then ask if they have any 
you know, questions, see what their strength training background is, see what their endurance background is. Cause I think overall training age can come into play a lot. So if somebody has been moving their whole life, the picture is going to look a lot different than if somebody's just getting into hiking because they might be more comfortable and aware of their body and like proprioception, how it moves in space, all of these factors that I think can go really overlooked or like in one ear out the other. Um, and then with nutrition, again, I'm kind of taking this holistic approach and seeing like where somebody's at. I want to also know, like, do they have a history of disordered eating or anything like that? Because then I might refer out because that's not my scope. Um, it really just depends. And then my thing is always making sure somebody like feels comfortable. And I also like, I start really slow with folks. I'm not like, here's the five day a week training program. I'm like, let's just, you know, baby steps, yeah. little wins, yes. and then like build confidence. And I think that's so important too when you're getting out in the mountains, especially if somebody's new to it, because they don't know what they don't know. There's so, There's so much, yeah, and so it can much. get really overwhelming. So yeah. I'm like, what is the most important things for me to educate on? And then we build from there. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I love because. I mean, in general, like the vulnerability of reaching out to ask for support is like incredible and then overwhelming in and of itself. And then all the other layers and mm -hmm. thinking about the outdoors as, as the incredible, powerful classroom it is, but just how much can come up. So yeah. the people are out of their comfort zone for mm -hmm. sure. And I love that you're focusing on, okay, these small, like little wins and consistent, you know, to build up. That's yeah. great. And all the folks come to me that are doing longer days, Pemi loops, Prezi traverses, things of that nature. And they're just their nutrition is a concerning factor for them because they're bonking a lot or they're just having a lot of gastrointestinal upset. And so with those folks, I'll really kind of look at like day-to-day -day nutrition and then really around activity. So pre, intra, post, or before, during, and after, because it's usually the before and intra that yeah. is the biggest issue with those folks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, so my husband and I, Sarah, have gotten into cycling a lot over the last few years. Um, I used to be a big runner and I've shifted. I still like to run, but I've shifted a lot more to cycling and um, some triathlons. And we've really been, like, we're signed up right now to do our first century in June. And so we've been really trying to, like, play with and dial in on our nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I'm even thinking, like, oh, yeah, we're trying to figure all that out, too. And, you know, as someone who I like to believe, you know, I'm knowledgeable around nutrition. You know, I work with other clients around it. Um, I'm also, like love that like I'm diving and learning so much more when it comes to like this specific you know mm -hmm. need for endurance training and what and also you know my own experience and then working with others and listening to you I imagine this comes up is the fear of like of gosh like what if you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of like this <laughs> you know for me a ride or you're like you know your client is talking about like that yeah. you know the 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 bowel challenges yeah. <laughs> on the trail at least so. when you're in the woods it's a little bit yeah easier exactly to <laughs> exactly never pleasant but easier. yeah yeah but all the learning it's so cool um one of the things I love like, I was looking at your website and I just love that you are also really just vulnerable and open about your um, life experience and your um, just journey through body image challenges, disordered eating, um, intense like athletics from, from being, you know, a, a jump roper um, and competing. Um, and I really love that you say like, I see you, you know, mm -hmm. I think that that's so important and that um, it's really validating for people and you're really like warm and welcoming for people to share. I would love to know more from you, Sarah, like what, through your challenges with, um, 
anorexia that you talk about in, on your website, what was, what really helped you to start on this path um, to love your body more and to like on this healing journey? I know that it's never completely gone, <laughs> um, but I'd love for you to share a little bit more if you're comfortable. Yeah. So I think for me in my like recovery process, um, so my eating disorder began when I was 11. Um, so pretty young. And then I was in treatment for the last time in 2012 into 2013. So very long, um, kind of tumultuous battle, if you will. And I think for me, having had jump rope early in my life, and that was a sport that was never like gymnastics or ballet, I think are common where you think of like body image pressure. I never felt that. It was really positive experience for me in terms of like my experience with my body. And so I think for me, once I got into later stages of recovery, and was able to like safely exercise, safely move, that movement really became this place where I could explore my relationship with my body and also heal it and kind of get back to that childhood like joy. And hiking has been the most, I would say, connecting on a soul level for movement for me. Like I love just going out for walks. I love cycling. I love lifting. I love all of these other modalities, but hiking is definitely the one that let me really like tune into my soul. And I think part of that is definitely the fact that I'm outside in the woods Mm. for hours. And that is just a magical space and you can do so much internal like processing and reflecting and really getting into intuition, which is harder to have in, in a weight room or something. Yeah. Um, and in terms of body image, I think it's just such a process And for me, the last couple of years, I've been doing more like inner child work and that has been hard, but beautiful in the same, you know, breath. And, um, yeah, it's just a process. Yeah. When you talk about inner child work, do you mind expanding? Um, so really kind of looking back on little, little S as I like to call her Mm -hmm. and seeing the things that maybe frustrated her or made her feel any type of negative emotion that was like shut down from either parents or teachers or friends and really giving space for that now and seeing how that stuff can still show up like in today's, you know, time, but that it's really just giving her space and like telling her that she's safe and she can have these feelings. Mm. That's been... And then like allowing her to feel the feelings. Yeah. Yeah. That's so so beautiful and powerful. And... Yes, so hard. <laughs> and and continuous, right? So like, continuous. Yeah. I have, well, they're currently on my fridge. They will be moved soon. I have two pictures. One of my second birthday, I have a cupcake, and oh. I just have the space on. And then one, I want to say maybe I was nine or ten. I can send you a picture of these. Um, I put on a bunch of, like, hair ties and bandanas and necklaces, <laughs> oh, and I was gosh. just, like, diva. Yes, I but love it. Oh, my gosh. So beautiful. Yeah. I really appreciate, I mean, thank you, Sarah, too, for like for sharing here mm-hmm. in this space. And I really appreciate you talking about that, like tapping into that childhood and childlike energy. Um, it's something that oh, I feel like we as adults suck at. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and um, and it's it's just so um, I don't know, it makes me so sad, you know, and it's something that I really intentionally try to support my clients to connect with as well. And also myself, um, I can very much relate to, um, yeah, just coming back to what is bringing me the most joy, what is um, lighting me up and um, and making sure that 
every day in some way, even if it's for a minute, um, connecting with playfulness, mm-hmm. you know, which can be hard when we're kind of in the grind or like really focusing on a project or um, just caught in the kind of going through the motions of life. So, yeah. Yeah. So what else um, does Sarah, so outdoors for sure, I can like, I close my eyes, like imagine you just like in the mountains feeling so expansive and spacious yeah. and alive. Um, what else like is Sarah playful, like Sarah doing? <laughs> um, a lot of kitchen dance parties. Oh yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. I That's right. Them. I love They're them so too. Fun. It's so good. It's a good way to wake up in the morning. <clears throat> so good. Favorite songs or just oh, whatever? Oh gosh, just okay. whatever. Sometimes okay. I don't even have music going. Yeah. Yeah, which just moving freely. Exactly. Um, I have a hula hoop in my hallway. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! <laughs> so fun. It lights up. It's really? Great. Yeah. Oh, even better. That's Recommend. So cool. <laughs> um, and then otherwise, I mean, my business lights me up because it's it brings me so much joy to be able to do this work and help other people in a way that I see is really needed. And uh, again, like hold space and see people for where they're at. And I'm never going to say that I completely understand somebody's story, but I can give space for it and try to understand and try to listen to the best of my capacity. And then also my own podcast, which is not a little hiatus with moving, but it's so fun to just be able to, again, like provide content and education and resources, especially with the podcast, it's free. So I like being able to provide that to individuals if they're just getting started and have a lot of questions but aren't ready to work with a coach one-on-one. Yeah. That's another thing. And yeah, then, your podcast is awesome. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the time with friends, just all of those little joys. Yeah, so good. Do you connect with any, like, daily <clears throat> mantras or, like, power words for yourself? Not really. Yeah. No, I feel like I used to before I moved north, and then I've slowly – gotten out of that and then I think my current living situation has just been really taxing just like environmental all around me so I think my nervous system is looking forward to being Mm -hmm. more in the woods soon yeah yeah and then being able to reconnect with maybe those parts of yourself a little bit more easily Yeah. yeah yeah I'm so excited for you with your move that's awesome. Me too. It's definitely hard. I never realized it because I never had experienced it. Like how much your inter- external surrounding, even outside of your like house, can really affect you. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so true. I'm excited for future us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I love it. So you have your child, you know, little s and then present s and future s. Yeah. You get to work with all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you What are you most excited about um, work wise right now that you're kind of working on, whether it's like a recertification or a program or just in general, building upon your clients? Um, I would say in general, just kind of seeing this unfolding and this growing of my business and coaching and just seeing where everything takes me. Um, my personal training certification, recertifications in April. And so I'm working on that. Um, and then I'm also working on an eating disorder recovery coaching certification, which is something I have oh, wow. thought about for years. And this May will be my 10 year anniversary of being in, I like to call it remission versus recovery. And it just, I turned 30 in June and it just all feels fitting yeah. to finally like take on this work. That's huge. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's also like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome to know to Sarah for people I can refer to, to you. Yeah. No, <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm looking that's forward amazing. to it. I know it's work that 
it's a space that needs folks in it. And on a very core level, I know that I'm part of me is like meant to do this work with folks. And I now feel ready to do it. Like mm-hmm. in my own experience to be able to hold that space for somebody very authentically. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel that from you. Like that's like very clear, um, like a sense of your purpose. Um, yeah. that's beautiful. I really, again, like love your languaging around, you know, so much of just what I witnessed through what you share on Instagram, through your podcast, and then on your website is just, I I resonate so deeply around like helping people to let go of the shoulds and the have tos and coming to like really learning. And I'm going to say learning to build trust because some people don't know how to. So Mm -hmm. that's what you, where you come in, but how to build that trust of safety in their bodies and also start to like listen and notice like what feels so good you know what do I love um and coming to that place of joy um whether it's around their body their food their strength training you know yeah so Um, many different areas yeah yeah, like tuning in which that in and of itself can be really challenging at first if we're so disconnected from our own being yeah just where to even start yeah yeah and I would say I say so many so many people are disconnected and don't even, and you know, don't even realize it. It's mm-hmm. not like their fault or anything, but just. No, not at all. But based on our society, I think messaging, the way people are brought up. Um, yeah. When, when you think about launching that, so you're, <laughs> you're in the process, you said, of, of becoming certified. Yeah. Um, yeah. In what capacity are you going to add it just as like a layer of how you work with people? Or do you see like reaching out specifically to, um, like other recovery places, letting them know? I think at first I'm just going to have it be kind of another one-on-one service. Yeah. um, And then just see where it evolves. Yeah. Definitely doing some outreach to folks that are working in eating disorder field Mm -hmm. and seeing where that goes. But yeah, I'm just kind of curious at this point to see what happens. It's so much, there's so much like, there's so much unfolding potential. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's talk about movement, like that word movement comes to mind. Like just thinking about your last few years, like mm-hmm. all the transitions you've had and made mm-hmm. consciously, um, this choice to move further north mm-hmm. um, and what's going to open up and expand for you. And also like your business, how it's been unfolding yeah. through the pandemic. <laughs> and- <laughs> I know. I feel like the last couple of years have just been chaos. Like we had spoken quickly before recording. Just my first and second moves were not really my choice totally so to have one that just kind of fell into my lap Mm. as I had been looking all last summer and not finding anything unless I wanted to sell my arm to be able to pay for it I mean that's the housing it's so wild yeah but I figured I'd start looking back in or start up looking again in June and a friend reached out and was like I have a two-bedroom apartment do you want it I was like oh my god what is the universe doing right now yeah yeah Oh, that's amazing. So it just kind of feels like this massive unfolding that's about to happen. And I just entered my Saturn return, if your listeners are into that. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In Pisces. So Yeah. Do you mind explaining? I don't know a ton about it, but I know that your first one happens around like 29 to 30. Um, So wherever Saturn was where you were born, that's where it'll occur. So my Saturn is in Pisces. And we just entered Saturn in Pisces early March. And I definitely feel feel some type of energy this year. I don't know if it's moving, turning 30, this new certification. But big, something just, big and something, bubbly. It's just kind of, I'm like, what's what's about to happen in the next couple of years? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so cool. I love that you're in tune with that. I I do like to tune into astrology or just those things. I don't. And you saying that, I'm like, I know that's a big thing. I know that's big, but I don't know exactly. I just what don't that know means. a lot about it to <laughs> yeah. speak on it. Yeah, I would say out of all of that kind of woo-woo stuff, the one I'm most into is human design. Mm-hmm. But I definitely do find astrology and tarot and all of that to be very interesting as well. And I have a bunch of card decks at home that find their way onto my floor and yeah, you know, just like to see what they say. I love that. I definitely go through phases of like, okay, spreading them out and just saying like, okay, what, what is it that starts to be my highest, deepest good right in this now moment, yeah. you know, and seeing what, what card I pick or, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's so cool to think of all the different layers and, um, different frameworks mm-hmm. and ways we can <clears throat> try to understand ourselves and other people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think so. having frameworks can be helpful, like not to define ourselves within them, but to maybe help us understand parts of ourselves and mm-hmm. start to explore these parts and get curious about them. It makes me think of IFS, internal family mm-hmm. systems, which I have been, it's been showing up so much in my life recently. Um, I've had the opportunity to interview actually a couple IFS therapists over the last few months. Um, but when you say parts, I'm like, yep, that's, that's my language yep. too. That's how I work with myself. And yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's so cool. So <clears throat> what, speaking of parts, like what part is showing up for you like right now? Oh gosh. I don't know. Just, I would say curiosity, like that little curious, energetic, like what's, what's, what's around the corner? This kind of really almost childlike energy and wonder. I think also there's just so many transitions happening or about to happen, currently in process, and to be continued over yeah. the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And the word, I love curiosity, um, and that you're so connected with that right now, too, for yourself, Sarah. You know, I think it's, again, kind of coming back to you um, as adults. You know what? I think sometimes I, you know, in general, we can lose um, part of that child self is the curiosity piece. So being mm-hmm. able to ground back in that and just stay open and receptive to what's happening and, and what's around you. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful and connects to the outdoors, right? We get that gift when we walk outside and are immersed in the woods or mountains or by the ocean to, to feel that expansive energy and to stay curious with what's happening right right in the elements around us. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have a part of me, too, that's kind of like, all right, which boxes are not checked yet? Yo, because there's yeah. so <laughs> many things. Yeah. I'm like, something's going to get missed. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. I love it. It's... uh balancing those human all the human layers and parts of us yes for sure yeah um so I would love to know two two questions I was thinking about I was like I'd love to know right now like what's one of your favorite foods (laughs) (laughs) I am probably eggs I love eggs sweet potatoes there was a period in my life that I was eating so many sweet potatoes and carrots that I had like the beta carotene build oh, yeah. So you can actually do that. Oh, my god, Kind of looks like a fake tan. Reel the back of it. But, yeah, I love sweet potatoes. <laughs> I'm a big sweet potato and fan, then, too. That's never happened to me, but that's pretty It cool. can happen. And then in terms of, like, trail food, I'll just share this in case any of your listeners are hikers or trail runners, all of that. No, this is um, perfect. I love it. I love picky bars. They're kind of like a Lara bar. Um, they're amazing. Love Go Macro Bars because they're really dense. You can mm-hmm. get a lot of calories in and it's like not um, a lot of volume, which can really get be a problem. Fuel. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then spring energy gels. Those are a favorite for like if you're going uphill or something and you can't really take in much like 
uh, substantial volume, but you need in some calories and just energy. That's another favorite. So those are kind of some of my I love it. What do you what do you hits. recommend? What do you enjoy for you? And then what, what do you recommend as far as like the other side, like recovery and like protein options, like quick, easy for if you're on yeah. the trail or so when I get like back to my car at the end of a hike, I usually will whip up um I use lesion protein and I'll just or any protein. So I just do like a protein shake. Um and then I'll either eat like a go macro bar or a banana, or depending on like how close I am to home, because I do have that luxury if I'm 15 minutes from home, I just go home and eat a full meal. Um, and then for others, I would just recommend some type of protein and carbohydrate, um, after your hike, just on your drive home, you know, again, depending on how close or far you are from home or if you're going out to eat after. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And electrolyte wise, do you talk, do you get in conversation about that with, with folks? Yeah. I find a lot of folks aren't using electrolytes at all, or they're just not using enough, especially in the summer months or even winter because you're more layered up and you can still sweat a lot and not really notice it. Um, so usually products that I recommend depending on the person or, um, element, yeah, um, I love my them. Favorite. So salty. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of folks are like, it's so much sodium. Like, it's good for you. Yes. Like, we need sodium. Yes. Um, it has potassium, magnesium as well. And then I love Scratch or Tailwind because they do have that glucose. So mm-hmm. you can get in some calories as well with electrolytes. That's great. Yeah, we definitely we have a good amount of Scratch products for our yeah. cycling. <laughs> scratch too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the good. element is so good. It's so tasty. Yeah. Uh, what's do you have a favorite flavor um, right now? Either watermelon or uh, raspberry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Watermelon's my go-to. And then, have you played with the chocolate mints or like the medley, like for warm? Have you done that at all? Like the cayenne ones. Oh, those are those are hot spicy. Those, no, the, I have a couple, um, and I'm afraid to try them. <laughs> yeah, no, they have a chocolate salt. At first, I was like, huh, and I'm a chocolate person, but I was like, how is that going to be? In, but I found like sometimes in the evening, if I'm just craving, you know just like a warming kind of gift to my body I'll like heat up some water and make it like a warm one and it's just like it's nice tried and this. it's good and a little magnesium for bed so yeah I'll I do drink warm it. scratch in the winter like Ooh. I'll put it it's kind of weird at huh, first I have to try that but on long winter hikes you have the pretty real potential for your water to freeze yeah and your food yeah so that makes sense. Yeah, warm scratch. It's huh. kind of strange, but it works. But it works. That's good. Yeah. All these all these tips for any of you adventurers out there. This is great. I yeah. love it. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, of course. So the other like question, favorite, I was curious is like, do you write you for your body for mm-hmm. your own strength training and have a favorite like power move or exercise that just like makes you feel like really strong in your body? One um, that you're playing with right now. I really love pull-ups. I always have. And I also really enjoy um, B stance, Romanian deadlifts, because it's a split stance. So I like using a bias of single leg or Mm -hmm. single limb a lot, because especially with how much I'm on trail, having additional stability and balance is really beneficial. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love regular deadlifts too. I just find that the other uh, variations can be really helpful. And also love bench pressing. Yep. Awesome. Yeah kind of a mix yeah that's great so when you work with um people around strength training Mm -hmm. do you is it gym focus I know you're doing virtual too are you creating circuits is it it a mix 
Um, it depends on what somebody has access to. Okay. And also I have folks that don't want to go to a gym and yeah. that's completely fine. Um, I have folks that do go to a gym and okay, it's so kind it's of, a whole mix. yeah. So yeah. if somebody doesn't go to a gym, obviously their equipment, uh, selection is much smaller. Well, not obviously, but most likely most people don't have a complete home gym setup. Um, so I just tailor it to what they have access to and also what they're interested in doing. I love it. Yeah. Making sure that again, it's going to be bring them joy versus like getting away from that punishment mindset. I have to do this. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. never like, you have to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, if it doesn't <laughs> feel good, let me know. Like we'll yeah. figure out a different option. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Do you work with people? So you've mentioned obviously this area, you know, the North country mm-hmm. and the mountains. Um, do you work with people from all over? Like to, if they're, you know, maybe out West hiking or. Yeah, I can work with there. anybody okay. virtually. And then I see folks um, for personal training one-on-one at core community fitness in center Conway. There's like four gyms up North. Whereas, you know, I'm from Newmarket where there's four gyms in every town. Yeah. That's excessive, but you know, yeah, it's just, com- it's, it's a, a completely different <laughs> experience. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But that's great. You've developed a good relationship with that gym up there. So yeah. you have, that's awesome. That's great. So one more question I'm thinking about. If you could go anywhere in the world and travel to hike somewhere, do you have any big big hikes or um, places you are desiring to go to and explore? Um, I haven't looked at that much outside of the United States, but I would really like to hike the Tahoe Rim Trail at some point um, or the Wonderland Trail. So kind of that Pacific Northwest mm. area I'm very drawn to. I think I'll always remain somewhere in New England as my home base, but I definitely see myself doing some hikes out there. That's amazing. Have you ever jumped about doing like the PCT or like like a longer multi-day? Um, I mean, so the Tahoe Rim Trail is 162, I oh, think, okay, miles. so that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Um, I don't know if I would ever, never say never, but I don't know if I would do, like, the Appalachian Trail or Continental Divide Trail mm-hmm. or Pacific Crest Trail. Um, I just, I don't know if that's really for me, those longer, longer ones, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, a week or so. That's great. Yeah. That's so fun. That's awesome, Sarah. Well, this has been so just such a joy connecting with you. Yeah, and you too. Just getting to know you better and um, just hearing about all the the movement that is happening in your life right now. I'm really excited for you with all this unfolding. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's super cool. So, where can people find you if they're interested in reaching out to you? Um, so you can check out my website, which is sarahlacourse.com. Um, and then my podcast is on Apple and Spotify, which is the Pursuing Endurance podcast. And we chat all about strength and nutrition, also entrepreneurship and eating disorder recovery. So it's like literal endurance and then life endurance or biz endurance. And then I'm on Instagram at slacourse. That's fabulous. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Best <laughs> of, of luck with your move. And thank I can't you. wait to continue to stay in touch. Yeah, see what happens. Too. Enjoy your kitchen dance parties. I'll think of you thank when I do mine. Thank you. <laughs> you too. And get, get yourself a hula hoop. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I'm to do that. All right. Awesome. Okay. <laughs>